you need to go into PR. You're in the wrong... I should be a politician. I answer the question without answering the question. Go into politics, literally. You're in the wrong profession. Hello and welcome to In The Frame. Today's episode is extra exciting because it's our 150th episode of In The Frame. So a huge thank you for supporting and listening and joining in with the fun. And to celebrate, we have an incredible guest for you, the one and only Lucy Jones, who is in her final week of performances as Alphabet in the West End production of Wicked. So we recorded this episode this week on Monday on her day off, just as she was about to kick off her final week after one whole year of going green. Lucy burst onto our screens in the 2009 series of The X Factor and has gone on to become one of the most renowned leading ladies in theatre land. Lucy made her West End debut as Cosette in Les Mis in the West End. On tour, she has been seen as Meet in Muirokyu, Molly in Ghost, Elle Woods in Legally Blonde, Holly in The Wedding Singer and Maureen in Rent. Literally a list of dream roles. Some of Lucy's other roles have included playing Victoria in American Psycho at the Almeida and The Ghost of Christmas Past in A Christmas Carol at the Dominion. Lucy starred as Jenna in the West End production of Waitress and later reprised her performance for the musicals UK and Ireland Tour. After finishing up in Wicked, Lucy is set to return to Les Mis in the West End as Fontaine, a role she previously played in the concert production. Elsewhere, Lucy's done all sorts of things, including representing the United Kingdom at the Eurovision Song Contest in Kiev, Ukraine in 2017. Lucy has all sorts of things coming up after Wicked, so on the 12th of April, you can see her in a very special concert called The Best of the West End, which is coming to the Milton Keynes Theatre following sellout shows at the Royal Albert Hall. Lucy will perform alongside Ben Forster, Louise Dearman and Matt Henry, MBE. She's also doing a solo tour with the Full Tone Orchestra and has released a book, as you do, with David Hunter called Doctor's Orders, Our Friendship in Doodles. She's busy, we had lots to talk about and we had a really fun, honest conversation which was hugely appreciated. Like I said, especially because it was on her day off. I hope you enjoy, here's the interview. Lucy Jones. I'm back in the frame. <laughs> you stole my line. <laughs> I took your joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Camper than ever. How oh, are you, please? Christ. What's going on? You know what? I'm all right. Thank you. Uh, I am, as we speak, I am on my last day off before my final week of Wicked. Uh, and I am pretty exhausted, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, but I'm very excited to get this last week under my belt. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. It's a Monday. You're taking your day off, which is appreciated. But no, I'm I'm excited to be talking to you because we did this, right? You were on tour in Waitress. So you've oh, just gosh. been like jumping around doing all these jobs. And now we're back talking again and you're jumping around. It's just about this. to leave one and go on to the next. Yeah. <laughs> so like... Let's talk about this week, because this is a big week. Like, you've had a big old year. Genuinely, how does it feel to be coming to the end of this kind of alphabet moment? This has been a big thing. 
yeah it has been a big thing particularly like personally for me it was it was the one you know it was the one job that I, I wanted to do and I always said if I do Alphaba then I'll probably just quit I'm not quitting uh, I'm I'm gonna go and play Fontaine in a couple of weeks uh, for six months <laughs> uh, and I have no kind of feelings of wanting to slow down now that I'm here but it's funny that like when you you meet your goal you just create another one that's that's the way that I work anyway and I always have um it's been challenging at times it's a big big role uh, but it is a beautiful show and I've just loved exploring the character and it's one of those that excuse me did you just hear my neck click there I heard a noise I thought I assumed it was like your desk chair like no, no. that's one of my alpha injuries yeah <laughs> one of them there's the, yeah there's the other side yeah um it's yeah like I say it's been challenging it's it's very physical role uh, as well as it being a big vocal and a big story uh, it is very physical and just that you're on a rake um you've got eight shows a week which now includes three matinees uh, and a very packed in weekend schedule so it is you know it's it's hard work on your body so but it's been amazing i've i've really loved exploring bits of the character that i thought i knew her very well before i did the role because i'm such a big fan of the show uh, but you don't know someone until you're spending every day in their in their shoes and in their mm. costumes and you know feeling their feelings and it's really evolved over the year and she's very different now to what she was at the beginning even uh, and yeah i've just i've loved it it's been I've, i feel like a different person for playing this part well it's interesting because you, you you're out here ticking off all these dream roles right so you've played what so many you've played so many of so many people's dream roles and massive roles like our woods and your stuff in your rock you and your lay misses and your ghost like these huge huge roles sorry the police are just coming i don't know if you can hear that um they're coming <laughs> to get me my time's up <laughs> sorry well, we're all right between my neck clicking and you're <laughs> arresting <laughs> sorry i'm glad i'm going out on, like, on stage podcast it's quite a good way to go right talking to lucy jones <laughs> sorry um so you you have this unique perspective because you know right what it's like to play with you know what it's like to play these other hardcore roles so where does alphaba sit amongst the kind of the pigeons like is it genuinely the hardest and why um alphabet is the most rewarding Ooh. that i i would like as not just as a role but as a whole like the whole job has been the most rewarding i think that that's my answer for this question mainly because of how things go at stage door when I come out and I speak to people, you wouldn't believe how many people come and see a musical and come to stage door and say, oh, I've connected with this. And I, like they give you like honest, like what it did for them, which I really love. Uh, but with this role, it is Alphaba is me. Alphaba has saved my life or like you playing this role at this point has given me an, like an escape or a savior. And that for me has been the single most overwhelming thing about the job is and i knew that everyone connected to alphaba into the show but i just didn't expect people to come up to me in the street and tell me that and it's been incredible so uh yes it probably is the hardest role uh, i have and will ever play um unless i get to do javert because that low range would uh, would be quite challenging for me i think um but yeah i know it's 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 so totally worth it a hundredfold and we get 
need the Lucy Jones power bell out in force. Because like, <laughs> what I love, like, if I go, like, low-key, staging, obsessed for a sec, I love your voice. You have such a clean voice. Like, it always sounds so, like, healthy and technique is there, you know? Thank you. Um, and it's been cool to hear how you've sung the score and some of those open vowels. It's me! <laughs> like, those six things. What was it like to get your get your chords around those songs and kind of get to grips with them and to get them into your body? Yeah, a really good question because it's not like anything else. And yes, I have been very lucky and I have played a number of roles, but Jenna was very kind of on the back foot. She was, she's tired, Jenna is exhausted and and she's, she's a kind of folky pop vocal. Um, and so yes, there were times where I really struggled to do that if I was tired because of that, those part that part of my voice would be tired, and um, so it's not to say that this is harder, but it's different. I've not done anything where it, you sprint the whole time, you scream at everyone, everyone screams back at you, and then you have to do things like "I'm limited." It's so low; it feels so low. Uh, so yeah, it's it's quite a challenge. Like overall, the vocal, um, I've really enjoyed making my way through it and feeling my voice kind of expand to it um because I was always terrified of particularly Defying Gravity one tiny bit at the end of Wizard and I the end section of Defying Gravity and I just never even touched No Good Deed I was because you don't do it in the audition so weirdly it just was it doesn't come up in concerts or anything it's not kind of that song so for that those are the big three that I would say that she does um obviously she does much more but those are the big challenging ones that everyone talks about um and that like there were moments of those that pre doing the job I was terrified but I do I think I have the best vocal coach on the planet he's amazing and he's taught me how to um not try and get around problems but work with the work, work with your voice on something that it doesn't necessarily want to do and ask it what do you want to do here come on let's like let's figure it out and let's let's take it at our own pace and I can honestly say that throughout the year I've done as many shows as I possibly could and I'm very very proud of myself for what I've done with the role vocally uh, and with how I've kind of I've, I've come out of it with my vocal health still intact what she says I've got a week left touch wood um, <laughs> and everyone that I know who's touched this role whether they've played it or covered it or been standby or anything you know they kind of they, they all reach out to each other like I've got alphabet friends all over the world now from having played this role it's incredible such an amazing group of women that just stick together because nobody else really knows you could see it a million times and never know what it's like to do it once it's it's one of those. It's like a roller coaster. You, you're not ready for how fast it is, even though you've stood in the queue for an hour and watched it 50 times, you know. Um, so there's this kind of sisterhood. And most of those people said to me before, do it your way, you know, look after yourself and and do it when you can. And if you need to take a breather, take a breather. And, and I feel really glad that I have done it that way. Um, because I'm coming out of it the other end and being able to step into a completely different role and feeling confident that my voice will hold uh, and it feels healthy. And like today, I'm, I've got a little bit of a cold, which is great going into my last week. Thank you, universe. Um, and it is the end of a long week. Uh, so I'm a little bit tired today, but I'm able to do this. I'm able to sit here and speak with you. And, uh, and for that, I feel really grateful. Mm. I know that's not really what question you asked, but it felt like the right <laughs> time to address that. No, 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 no. 
No, I think that's really important. I think some I've interviewed different alphas over the years, and someone like Jessica Voss, for example, said sometimes you've got to just call out. Like you just you don't do it because you don't want to just get through the year, do you? Do you know pushing yourself and not be able to work again? Like it's so important that you listen to you and that you do what's right. It is, and it's a crazy role to be doing eight shows a week. I mean, it is insane. Yeah. What Jessica was saying, I think it was true that you need to look after yourself, right? It's yeah, important. definitely. And I think as well as like looking at what you're doing, you know, after Alphabet, because even the people who have played it for, an, uh, you know, two or three contracts, uh, they still come out of it and want to do other things. You know, it's our job moves. We don't just do one job and then quit and, you know, do something else. We strive for the next thing and for the next thing and for the, ne the next show and for a TV role or for that moment in a film. Or we want to do other things. And so if you burn out on one job, then, yeah, that that's going to suck. But it's not only that. The other thing that I didn't want to do is go in and do eight shows a week of meh, melphaba, melphaba. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted her to be astonishing. And I'd, if that meant like you know giving everything to as many shows as i possibly could and then taking those breathers when i needed to um I've, I've never called in and sat in my house and thought yeah i could have done it tonight i've always thought okay this was the right decision because then tomorrow you'll feel able to do your full show you know it's uh, it's a really difficult thing because everyone is different as well everyone who plays the role will have a different threshold of what they're willing to give per show some people their goal is to do every single show that's fine that's absolutely fine and if they can like well well done them seriously well done them absolutely i bow down um for me it was it was very important to 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 make her special and i wanted to make her special and so that the audiences were seeing something that felt as that, that i felt as passionate about as they did and because it's one of those shows that people dream about seeing for years and years and years. If I went on stage and did a Merfaba performance, then what's the point, you know? Mm. And there's there's three other women in that building who are astonishing and can want to do it and will do it and can do it. Um, so yeah, it's been a, it's, it's been a ride. It's been an interesting journey to kind of get there because obviously I want to do it every day. Of course I do. Um, but sometimes it's just not realistic. And that's it. Like, you hit it on the head. You need to be healthy and you need to know that you're able to do your best. And the audience should be able to see an astonishing show as well. And, I mean, you have been living your best life and you have been doing amazing things with it. Last time we were discussing your I Dream to Dream option that I was obsessed <laughs> with. This time I heard something the other day and I almost spat out my team, <laughs> which was you doing a no good deed maybe that's the reason why <laughs> much better than that it was an oh. option it was an option and a half and i don't i don't want to get you in trouble but i mean it sounded hella good <laughs> no i i am um, i've already been i've had a conversation with the musical director about this particular bit of the song um as i'm coming towards the end of my contract i wanted to explore and see what my voice could do in moments where it feels like the score not needs it, but it, it fits with the, the story in the moment, which is why that moment in I Dreamed to Dream, I, I'm, I, if someone's riffing for riffing's sake, because they like the way that they sound, I switch it off, I'm not interested. And we've talked about this last time, I really am not interested in, I dreamed a dream and time gone by, I, I don't care. Well done, 
well done, you can do that. But in a musical, I don't, I don't want it. I don't, I want to hear the words and I want to feel the story. And if you can give me a moment that pushes and elevates that, what we know and love so well, like we do with Wicked, like we do with Les Mis, if there is a moment that you can go, oh my God, in those moments where Fontaine is at her absolute rock bottom, there are dreams that cannot be. There is no way that this is ever going to happen for me. Or for Elphaba coming into her power, that's the reason why. This is why the whole story is happening right now. That's why that came from that moment. That's where it kind of came from. And actually it was suggested to me by someone else. I won't say who it was because I don't want to get him in trouble either. Um, but <laughs> when I kind of was playing around with it at home, I was like, oh, that feels great. It feels like, because you're just about to take off because then you go into the no section and you're flying above the fans and the lights and it's just it elevates you into that moment so wonderfully uh, so that's why i put it in there um i have since been asked to take it out um because it's not in the score and uh we're trying to sing what's on the page and that's absolutely fine uh but yeah one week left of um um, of it's in my body now because so, I want to do it so I'm fighting myself on it and uh, I did actually text the musical director one day and I was like I'm so sorry I've just done it again because I, I start I started it and it was just there and I and I genuinely did I, I've, I've not done it again and and I won't now <clears throat> I don't I don't want to disrespect anyone that's the last thing that I would want to do um but yeah that's why that's where that came from um and <laughs> it's amazing to me how quickly things do the rounds on the internet <laughs> well hopefully we can make this in some concert somewhere we could relive that <laughs> and in fact talking of that you have all the concerts coming up right yeah. so one super one that we need to talk about is on the 12th of april you mm -hmm. are joining forces with the most incredible bunch ben foster Lou, uh, louise dearman matt henry and you're going to milton keynes the milton keynes theater which is beautiful um, i'm sure you know it well from all your hundreds of <laughs> yeah, and I you're... think I've only actually been there twice before for, for myself, but I've been to see things there as well. It's a great um, audience experience because the bar and the building is really cool and yeah, I really like it there. They have it sussed there. They know what they're doing. And also, I love Milton Keynes. Everyone like dresses up to go to the theatre. I know. I know. It's that last time I went. I went to see something. I can't remember what it was at the, top, at the moment. Jamie, maybe? I can't remember. I went sure. to see something there. And the whole audience, it was like they'd been out for a lovely dinner before. Yeah. They were making the most of that ticket price. And I, I love that. Yeah, you can't, yeah. Don't just rock up there. If you're not, if you're going for this, don't just rock up. You need to book yeah. a reservation whack, in those whack restaurants. Whack a shirt on. Come on. Whack, yeah, get the tie <laughs> out of the drawer <laughs> and go. So this is the best of the West End. Yeah, baby. And you... <laughs> Yeah, how's that for the Lucy Jones, the best of the West End? Um, are you excited? Because I just don't know how you're going to decide what to sing. Because the thing is, with your career, you have all the iconic songs in your rep. So to whittle it down to do with just a few is going to be hard. Well, do you know what? I'm kind of in song choosing mode at the moment because I've got this tour coming up with a full tone orchestra. Um, and there's 55 musicians a on stage. Massive orchestra, unreal. It's huge. It's going to be just quite special. Like for me, I think, I hope everyone else finds it special too, but for me, <laughs> I'm very excited. So because there's so many musicians, you have to have all the parts and the music made months in advance. So I've been choosing songs for that since like August of last year. So I've got these lists and playlists and like scribblings and there's music everywhere in my office here. It's, it's I'm just in song choosing, like 
purgatory at the moment it feels because it just happens all the time if purgatory was a good thing if that makes sense <laughs> i very much enjoyed it um so yeah i kind of i've got loads of loads of options of stuff i'm very lucky and if if people want me to sing things from my career then i've i'm so i'm so lucky i'm so lucky that now i can end act one with defying gravity and then the 11 o'clock number can be she used to be mine uh but i can dream the dream earlier in act one you know i'm so i'm so lucky it's it is it's quite a, a wonderful catalogue of musical theatre out there and I'm, I've been very, very lucky mm. to sing some of those mega bangers, if you will. Are we going to be able to get some sort of Louise Dearman, Alphabet, duet type sitch coming on? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. But she's also played Glinda, so we could sing... We could do for good, yeah. We could do for good, you know? Or, you know, we could do all of the songs because she's sang them all. <laughs> She's <laughs> played all the parts. <laughs> well, to be fair, between the two of you, you've like got the most ridiculous. I mean, all four of you, what an incredible bunch to be doing something like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm so looking forward to it. On these days as well, it's not just about the gig for me. It's like I I get to sit with them all day and see them sound check and hear their stories and like see how they work and be like, why did you do that and what did that mean or oh right okay and like learn from them as well. So. Yeah, so they're always a really cool day. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. And how do you feel about this tour that you're doing? Because this is like, I mean, I know you've done lots of places and you've done solo gigs all over the place. And, but this is a really big deal to be doing it on this scale. And for them to have that sort of faith in you is really incredible as well. Well, that's the overwhelming thing for me is that they came to me and said, we've a uh, 40-piece orchestra and we'd love to do some shows with you. And I was like, oh my God, are you sure? one <laughs> and two absolutely yes and then when they announced that we were doing it they had 15 more musicians contact them and say i want to play on that show so that now there's 55 of us which that's like so there's twofold there of them wanting to do it with me in the first place and then the faith of musicians going yeah that would be really cool and fun and like volunteering as tribute almost like i want to go can i come and and it's just been just so like humbling to to have be around these people who are incredibly talented and and people that I would like kill to work with and they want to work with me it's like it's so cool it's really is so cool and coming up with the program for this gig has been awesome because I've kind of like I say been in a song choosing purgatory for months um but the reason that I wanted to spend so much time on the program was because I've not played with this size of an orchestra before and I played with LMTO in London um i mean they sound like they're about 500 they're just incredible and because they play musical theater all the time they get it and they fill and it's just gorgeous um but when freddie tapner and i did that program we kind of we didn't have a huge amount of time and we drew on songs that i might have done before or you know moments of shows that i've been in and things like that this one we have that kind of energy as well but i also wanted to play on the fact that we have this huge orchestra and this huge sound. So why not do something from Evita? Why not do something from Judy Garland's classic catalogue? And why not throw a Barbara Streisand in there? You know, like these kind of, we've got a couple of film moments in there. We've got, um, we've got a pop moment or two. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really varied and it's really fun. And it's not just kind of just musical theatre or just like, the, for the Eurovision crowd, or like there is stuff in there for them as well, don't get me wrong. But it's not just <laughs> pop, it's not just, I've kind of amalgamated all of my my lines of 
work if you will and kind of done this with them and linked them uh and i'm really really looking forward to the show really but, looking forward but to are it. you doing one of, you're not doing one in london right watch this space oh okay <laughs> i've loved all the kind of the short the lots of indications of this podcast where lucy's giving me pure eyes people <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was originally we were just doing the four um a couple of other opportunities have presented themselves to us um well i've got quite a busy time coming up with these with these gigs with these four gigs with the best of the west end opening les mis closing (laughs) wicked um and then eurovision week uh and just being in les mis eight shows a week there's the limited time in the kind of next bit of the year um but rest assured we will be making the most of those opportunities that have presented themselves to us very soon. You need to go into PR. <laughs> you're in the wrong... I should you're... be a politician. I answered yeah. the question without answering the question. Go into politics. <laughs> Literally, you're in the wrong profession. You've got all the backup options. <laughs> and I'm around on this on this tour, you're taking some of your besties with you as well, right? It's like I Helen know, Wolf, I Helen. know. Helen Wolf and David Hunter are going to be on the tour with me. Uh, Helen plays Glinda opposite me and is... The single funniest person I've ever met in my life. She is uh, with the most astonishing voice. She is just stunning. And uh, she's so, so sweet with it, and but funny and engaging. And I just think everyone's going to fall in love with her. And everyone's already in love with David Hunter. So I had to bring him along for the ride. We, just, <laughs> we are singing a song that could not be more us, as, I, as in our relationship, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm very... I'm very excited for that. We've actually, we've just released a book together as well. So uh, we're continuing the Lucy and David pipeline uh, for as long as we possibly can. Explain about the book, because that's not Uh, a sentence you can just drop into everyday life. Yeah, sorry. It's not, you know, it's not a novel. It's not a memoir. It is, it's kind of a love letter to each other and to Waitress. It's uh, when David and I did Waitress together at the start of the show when Jenna goes into the doctor's office, the doctor would write her a vitamin slip. And because he was nervous because he fancied the pants off of her, he'd like kind of throw the the piece of paper up in the air and like catch it. And it was a whole big thing. Every day that David and I did the show together, he drew me a picture on those vitamin slips and I kept them all. And I had them behind me on the wall in my dressing room. Uh, And when Sarah Bareilles came to London, to take over from me as Jenna for a short while, actually just before the show closed for COVID in the end. It wasn't supposed to be that way, but that's how it was. She came into the dressing room and I was like, do you want me to take these down? And she was like, no, what are they? And so I was explaining them to her and she was like, oh my God, no, leave them, I'll add to it. And like, as we go, so obviously that didn't really happen because COVID hit and we didn't get the chance to, to well, they didn't get the chance to run for very long, um, but, when I went back into my dressing room during lockdown to collect all of my things, when we were allowed to do that, um, I looked at all of these on the wall and I was like, I can't, I've got to keep them. I've got to do something with them. So I put them all in a box. And when I could meet up with Dave, we had a little chat about it and we were like, let's share them. Let's get them out there. So the book is based around those vitamin slips with David's drawings and pictures and letters on there. But then there's diary entries in there from both of us about auditioning and about casting and holidays and, you know, all the things that happen during a run of a show and just about how much we loved being there and how much we loved working with each other and how much we still love each other 
did the show closed three years ago and we're still going. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to have Dave around. I'm very excited to have him on this show. Um, and yeah, this book that we've done, it's just a really nice little physical memento of our time. And the pre-sales have, have been great with it. We've had so many people from across the world who are Waitress fans get in touch with us about it. And it's just gone on general sale today. So uh, yeah, buy the book, guys. <laughs> and then you mentioned Eurovision Week being in your diary. So obviously Eurovision happening over here, being a former mm. Eurovision like representative for the UK, is that going to be a big week for you? Well, it's exciting, isn't it? It's just exciting that it's going to be here. And obviously it's bittersweet because it should be in Ukraine. Correct, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we should be all getting on a plane and flying to Ukraine, uh, which is where I did Eurovision in the first yeah. place, in Kiev. Uh, and so I was absolutely going. I was 100% going and just being a fan and supporter and, you know, doing a bit of work if it was there. But I wanted to go and support Ukraine and the Ukraine delegation of, of Eurovision and, the you know, the TV channel and everything. But... Uh, Unfortunately, of course, that's not happening. Uh, it's wonderful to have it here on behalf of Ukraine. And from what I'm hearing from the BBC and from people involved in the show is that the, the it is not going to be forgotten why we're here, you know, why we're here in the UK, I should say. Um, I don't know much more about it. Uh, I'm going to Liverpool. Um, and I've got a couple of things going on up there that week, which I'm really excited about. I just love Eurovision. I love the fans. I love the people. I love the the celebratory feeling of the whole event. Is just, it's like nothing else. There's no judgment. There's no violence. There's no, you know, anxiety. It's just joyful. It's just music and joy. Mm. And why why wouldn't we all go? <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah, that's yeah. what we need more of. Mm -hmm. And then, can you believe? I can't. When it was announced that you were going back into Les Mis, the timing of that cast change is uncanny, right? It's the perfect timing. I mean, I can't believe you're literally finishing the biggest role ever after a year and then jumping into another role like three weeks later. You're also crazy. But what did you think well... when it came up? Um, well, originally I was going straight from the matinee on the Sunday to the Monday oh. at Les Mis. Uh, so things have been slightly changed from that initial conversation, but things change, you know. There's... Well, well done for that negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, do you know what? It actually wasn't us. We, we, we were going to open the show and then take a holiday a couple of weeks later and do that kind of thing. But, uh, but no, things change, I, particularly since COVID, um, companies are, um, tend to be much more kind of fluid about, can we extend you by three weeks? Can we move you over here? Can we do that? You know, that kind of thing. There's, there seems to be a lot more of that going on and date changes because they have to, because tours have to get put back because they had to cancel because of COVID two years ago or whatever, you know, there's, there's so much chat about that kind of thing at the moment. But what I will say is that working for Cameron has always been my favorite place to be. Um, so having just done, the role of a lifetime like this big huge scary life-changing thing i want to go back home and uh, so when they called and offered me the opportunity to i grabbed it there was no hesitation about it uh fontaine is by no means a step back uh from alpha but she has less time on stage but oh the drama oh the drama i can't wait uh, and i i need i need something to go on to that i love after playing this role that I wanted to play for so long. Uh, so for me, there was there was no uh, hesitation, no qualm. 
it'll be like a healing a healing six months absolutely but also i'm ready to rip the balls off of it you know i i love that role i love that role so much and you can do that with fontaine because you're on stage for like 25 minutes mm. and and then and then you join the fun you get to be with everyone on the barricade and you get to be backstage with everyone and and i'm not used to that i'm used to being by myself and having people like evil like shouting at me and like for the last year of my life it's been that before that jen is quite a lonely track as well uh off stage because you don't really have any time off stage and you need to look after yourself and um yeah so it's been uh it's been like a time of roles that you are just kind of by yourself and thank god i get on well with like my dresser at wicked and like my obviously helen who plays glinda but i don't see her i don't see anyone so it'd be really nice to play a role that i really genuinely love but also have that time and energy to be present and part of the company as well mm. you mentioned kind of about achieving your goal and now setting yourself new goals and that's how you work and i think that's that's something that's very consistent in the conversations that I have with people. And it's almost about you aspire to do something and it'll be, I want to get into drama school. That's all I want to do. I want to get in. I want to get in. You get in. It's like, okay, I want to get the best agent that I can. And you, that's your goal. And it's like, okay, I want to get that ensemble job with that first cover. You know, you're, 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 where you're at is always changing. So where is Lucy Jones right now? Like what, what is the mindset that you're going into this new chapter with? What, what makes you excited about working? What What's getting you going? Well, after all the things that we've talked about today, all the jobs that I've, have been and shows that have been and roles that I've played, I still wake up in the morning and think, F I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky I get to go and play tonight. And that's my job. I'm so lucky to love what I do and still love what I do after years of doing it and it's not always easy you're not always treated well you're not always able to do what you want to do if you're sick or you're injured or you know there's uh i've toured a lot and now i'm at home and i can work here uh i've been all over the world and i've seen the world but nothing is sweeter than coming home to my house at night and you know and being able to do that job and so i am I'm, I, I don't think that will ever go away for me. There's a there's a little venture that I'm starting uh, later on this year, uh, which has been a little kind of uh, thought baby, if you will, for, of mine for quite some year, a few years now. Uh, I started doing it in lockdown, and now I'm going to be able to do it in in real life, IRL, if you will. <laughs> um, so, kind of from October this year, I'm going to have this other part of my life which I've wanted to do for a long time. And to be able to do that alongside performing these roles is, I, I couldn't wish for anything more. Uh, so I am extremely grateful. And I think I just like my job. I really like it. It's a great job. Uh, and I don't think there's much more to say about it. <laughs> mm. Listen, thank you so thank you. much. Lucy, I think you're an incredible former. You're an incredible alphabet. I hope this week is amazing and Thank you're going to you. get an incredible send off, I'm sure. Thank you very much. Those fans will go crazy. And then everybody's come to all the concerts, all the labors, everything, all of the above. <laughs> but thank you for talking to me on your day off. It is so appreciated. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to see you. Thank you. Mm. 
You can see Lucy in the best of the West End at the Milton Keynes Theatre on Wednesday, the 12th of April. Lucy is playing Alphabet in Wicked at the Apollo Victoria Theatre until Sunday, the 5th of March. And then you can see her as Fontaine in Lamers at the Sondheim Theatre from the 27th of March. She's on tour with the Full Tone Orchestra in April and May, and her book with David Hunter, Doctor's Orders, is available now. And Bree, that's the most things I've ever had to read after one of these episodes. Um, thank you for listening to this episode, and especially a big thank you if you think you're one of those people that is hardcore and has listened to all 150 episodes of In The Frame. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe and follow, and you could even leave us a celebratory uh, Apple Podcasts rating or review or a Spotify rating. Uh, we love hearing from you, so stay up to date with all things West End Frame on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and sometimes TikTok. Check out our other podcast, The West End Frame Show, for your weekly stagey catch-up. And I'll be back on Friday for another episode of In The Frame, where we have a killer guest for you. But until then, thank you for listening. Thank you.